if Lan Chang had said something like, the one who killed me was you, it still wouldn't be as startling a bolt from the blue as this proclamation. Shilin was practically knocked out by this thunderbolt. Me, he yelled. Upon the throne, even Jun Wu's hand that was supporting his temple seemed to have slipped. The heavenly officials were all shocked into silence, then immediately turned toward the emperor. Jin Wu's hand righted itself, continuing to appear somber with his hand on his head. The officials then looked to Shirlian in unison. Was this it? They wondered. The third banishment to come before the eyes of all? Shirlian felt his entire mind was numb and shaking and forced himself to swallow back that habitually used, I can't get erect, that almost escaped through his teeth. That was only a casual excuse, not appropriate to be used in circumstances like these. Besides, there was already vulgar commentary that passed around in private in the upper court in regards to various martial gods and their attitudes toward women. When Feng Xin saw women He'd stay respectfully far away. Long Chen Cho blushed the moment he saw a woman. Mu Ching refused to see ugly women. When Pei Su saw women, he'd be expressionless. But who knew what he was actually thinking? Chuan Yi Jen didn't even have women on his mind. And Pei Ming's mind was all about women. If Shilin made his excuses now, no doubt his name would be added to the list. Shilin said earnestly, My lady Lan Chang, please calm down. There's definitely no such possibility. Lan Chang's eyes bulged bigger than bells. Yes, there is, she said. It's you, the crown prince of Shenle. Even though the timing of when this woman died was after his ascension and could maybe match up, wouldn't he know better than anyone whether he'd met her before? In between all the whispering going around, Shilian became solemn and said sternly, My lady, I may not be a saint, but I still know of a faithful heart. If I don't love someone, I would never cross any lines with that person. If I did, then even if I must beg and collect junk, busk and perform on the streets to feed my family, I would still never allow that person to suffer any bit of grievance. You are in the great martial palace. Do not speak falsehoods. Shi Qingxuan also piped up. If it really was his highness who committed such a deed, why would he bring this female ghost Jiajie up to the heavens to confront anyone? And why is it only now that this lady Lan Chang recognized him? Just thinking about it makes no sense. It was easy to see that it didn't make sense. Yet, with such a show, no one cared if it made no sense. The crowd maintained a reserved attitude, and there was even an official who blindly guessed. Maybe it was like this. Perhaps His Highness lost his memory, so he doesn't remember the things he's done. Honestly, I think it's more believable that he's bold enough to think maybe after 800 years, no one would recognize him. Shilian was speechless and cautioned the crowd, saying 
to prove something impossible by fabricating something even more inconceivable is a dangerous path to go down, my lords. On the side, Feng Xin looked like he wanted to say something, but looking like he couldn't make up his mind, he paused and in the end remained silent. Junwu cleared his throat and questioned, Shen Lo, how many golden belts did you have in your possession in the past? Xielin covered his forehead with his hand. Too many, he said, at least ten. Mu Ching answered flatly, over forty, each with different embroidery and patterns. It was only after the words left his lips that he realized it was improper and shut up. There were already people who instantly remembered that Mu Ching used to be Xielin's personal attendant and took care of his daily living, which was how he had known such details. Many of the officials couldn't help but think. Just golden belts alone, and they were over forty. His Highness, the Crown Prince, really lived an extraordinarily luxurious life. Not just the others, even Shirley himself, when thinking back, felt rather embarrassed. Back then, he'd change into a different extravagant ensemble every day, and he changed his belt each time, matching with whatever outfit he had on. Unlike now, where in an entire year he'd only have the three sets of clothing to wear over and over again. Those three sets all looked exactly the same, and with just one look, people must think him so poor that he only had one set of clothes to wear. Junwu asked, And where are they now? Do you remember? Shilian and Feng Xin both erred silently. Shilin rubbed his forehead and cleared his throat. Not really. The belts are things from 800 years ago, after all. I've long forgotten where they've gone. Not just because they were tossed out, but the main reason was because he and Feng Xin often pawned items off whenever things got tight. Too many were pawned away, and whether there were any belts left, he really couldn't remember. Feng Xin didn't have the heart to discuss the subject, but still said, to be able to obtain that golden belt, it must have been given by someone else, or maybe picked up somewhere. Junwu hadn't actually expected Shilian to remember, and said, Shenlo, I remember that your cultivation method demands a body of purity, lest your spiritual power be greatly damaged. Yes, Shilian said. Shiching Xuan piped up again. Well, just by looking at his highness, I can tell he must have cultivated such a path. So I was right. If that's the case, never mind knocking anyone up. I bet he's never even held anyone's hand. Shilian was about to agree, but in his mind, suddenly, there was a pale white, slender hand, cool as jade, reflected upon a bright red wedding veil its third finger knotted with a thin red thread. The agreement got stuck in his throat, no longer able to roll out. Everyone in the hall was staring at him intently, and with just one look, it was obvious that the stump meant that's not true. However, never held hands was too low of a standard, and even if hands were held, it wasn't a big deal. Shi Chuan immediately added, Even if he's held hands, 
he must have never kissed anyone before. Shilian wanted to agree again, but this time, before his eyes, suddenly floated stream after stream of crystal-like air bubbles, the translucent beads dispersing. Then there was an exceptionally handsome face with closed eyes, a small widow's peak on top of that shapely forehead, beautiful to behold. This time, not only did not a single word get squeezed out, his entire face flushed a bright red. Instantly, every heavenly official in the hall understood, and dry coughs sounded all around. Shi Qingxuan was starting to regret saying anything, knocking his fan over his own head once, and secretly passed a message to Shilian through their private communication array. Sorry about that, your highness. I only wanted to convince everyone that you're really of the innocent sort, but I hadn't realized that you were. So you've had such experiences. I really couldn't tell. The I really couldn't tell shattered Shilian's will. He choked out with difficulty. Don't say more. That was an accident. Jinwoo's hand folded into a fist and he pressed it against his lips, loudly clearing his throat. Very good, he said. You haven't violated your vows in these years, correct? Shilian finally let out a breath of relief. Yes, he said. Then it'll be easy, Jinwoo said. I have a sword here named Yanjun, and it possesses a particular ability. Should the blood of a virgin flow upon it, it shall not be stained, but become brighter as it is washed. Take a drop of your blood and drip upon it, and we shall see the truth. Although everyone had known for years that Jin Wu had this hobby of collecting rare and strange swords, still, all the heavenly officials thought in their minds, Why does my lord have all these messed up swords? What's even the use in collecting these? Sheridan himself was feeling more and more confused by the situation and only wanted it to end as soon as possible. Lingwen brought forth that sensual Yanjin sword and immediately slid the blade across his hand. Countless eyes watched intently, and Shi Qingxuan clapped. Good, he said, case closed. Drops of blood slid past the blade, leaving not a trace as expected. The proof was as solid as the mountains, and the crowd could only break up. Ah, I see, they said. Then who can it be? They questioned. Their voices were lackluster, dripping with disappointment. Ling Wen turned to Lan Chang politely. My lady, please tell us honestly just who this heavenly official is. The fetus spirit in your womb is unruly and your powers aren't strong, so only its blood-bound father can calm and discipline it. I... Unexpectedly, before he finished, Lan Chang pointed at Ling Wen and cried, You! That man is you! Ling Wen was dumbfounded. Ling Wen had probably only just come from his temple to attend this meeting and was in the form of a man. To suddenly be pointed at as a child's father by Lan Chang, he was baffled in shock. All the heavenly officials spat out and Pei Ming chortled. Noble Jie, did you go find a nice girl to knock up 
After administrating your reports, he laughed. This was probably what they called instant karma. Lingwen shook his head and gratefully declined Shawudu's compassionate gesture of wanting to give his good nephew a red packet. His expression calmed and he said, I didn't finish and I have no time. After such riotous back and forth and accusing a number of officials, naturally, no one would believe Lan Chang anymore. Feng Xin couldn't watch any longer and said grumpily, I get it, this female ghost was completely crazy from the start and is only here to throw around blame. She's here to stir up trouble. Lan Chang cackled, sounding more and more like a crazy hag. If this should continue, who knew who she'd accuse next? The heavenly officials all changed their tune. Yeah, who knows, maybe that golden belt was stolen, they said. To be fair, I have more than one golden belt. I can't even be sure how many I have, and I don't remember if I have kept them all away properly. However, Lan Chang wouldn't let anything go. Putting her hands on her hips, she screamed, What? Trying to get away? Too late. No way. Is it you? Is it you? Or is it you? At this point, it was obvious that she was pointing fingers randomly. Even Ming Yi, who was silently standing in a corner, focusing on chewing whatever his cheeks were stuffed with, was forcibly recognized as the father once. It was chaos in the great hall, and everyone was fleeing. Take her away, take her away, they shouted. Don't let her spout any more nonsense. This jie isn't my type. Don't you slander me. So disgraceful. Jin Wu waved his hand, and a junior official came in to take Lan Chang down. Even as she was dragged out of the great martial hall, she continued to scream and laugh in a shrill voice. The officials within the hall could finally calm their hearts and stand back in position, their heads throbbing. At first, everyone had thought that the matter didn't involve them, and they were only there for a good show. But now, they weren't so sure whether a bucket of shit was going to get thrown over their heads, maybe even landing themselves a new play in the mortal realm of a female ghost lover with gaudy makeup and a ghost son who had murdered thousands. Feeling the danger, they all threw their hands up with abandon. There's no way to investigate this matter, they yelled. I think she's simply mad in the head. No need to investigate. It'd be a waste of time. Just lock her up. This can very well be the ghost realm causing trouble on purpose. Shilin didn't agree, however. Earlier on the way here, Lady Lan Chang was quite conscious. So why did she become this way the moment she entered the great martial hall? I'm afraid it's not something that can be explained away with the simple mad in the head, he said. Thus the crowd broke to two sides, debating and arguing. In the end, the conclusion was that never changing, we'll see, we'll see. After the meeting was dismissed, he bid farewell to Shiching Xuan, who promised he'd descend in a few days to visit and play, and Shilin walked out of the great martial hall, sighing mentally. They all say that the palace of Lingwen 
isn't efficient, but it can't be helped. Every time we gather to discuss anything, there's so much noise and vacuity, and in the end, the conclusions are mostly nothing concrete. So how can the Palace of Lingwen conduct anything? Just then, he sent someone from behind, coming close, and he turned around to see that it was Feng Xin. Slightly taken aback, Xilin hadn't even greeted Feng Xin before Feng Xin hastily said, under his breath, Watch out for Mu Ching. Xilin lowered his voice too. Mu Ching, he asked. When he entered the great hall, that female ghost reacted oddly, like she was afraid of him, Feng Xin said. I don't care for other people's personal affairs, but in any case, you watch yourself. He hurried away after having his say. Xilin stood where he was and waited till Feng Xin was far gone before he started again. Even though it wasn't noticeable in his expression, Xilin had actually been paying close attention to every heavenly official's minute expressions, as well as Lan Chang's reaction. Naturally, he didn't miss Mu Ching. However, he didn't think the father of that fetus spirit was likely to be Mu Ching. Xilin couldn't even imagine Mu Ching doing such a thing. Undeniably, Mu Ching was someone who focused heart and mind on cultivation, improving his martial arts and expanding his territory, growing believers. Besides, they practiced the same cultivation method, and he would never ruin his cultivation by touching women. However, Mu Ching knew Lan Chang. This was definitely not wrong. But with so few clues, Xilin shook his head and descended from the heavenly court. With the fetus spirit subdued, and Lan Ying and Guzi settled in that wealthy merchant's abode with food and drink, there was nothing to worry about. Still, it wasn't good for him to be away for too long. If he took his time, without even a shadow of him, that wealthy merchant would probably start grousing. Thus, the moment Xilin descended, he went straight for the town of Puchi. When that wealthy merchant saw him, he immediately clutched his hands and cried excitedly. Dao Zhang, venerable, a venerable, you slept in my mistress's chambers last night, and the doors were all locked. Yet this morning, when we opened up, I couldn't believe my eyes. You disappeared into thin air. Strong, too strong. So, did you catch the monster? It's caught. Don't worry. Everything is fine now. Xilin replied. How are the two children I brought with me? It was like that wealthy merchant received absolution, and he cried joyously. Good, they're very good. They didn't eat much at all. Dao Zhang, where's your Chendung temple? I'm gonna go donate and return my gratitude. From today onward, I will hang my title as one of the worshippers in your temple, and let none fight me. Xilin didn't know whether to laugh or cry. But no matter what, he had expanded his numbers of new worshippers, and one that was rich too, so he was feeling rather glad. He lectured and nagged to that wealthy merchant the ways of virtue, advising him not to be so promiscuous in future, to be more devoted and loving to his wife and family, and then finally told him to visit Puchi Shrine on another day. Then Xinyan left with Lan Ying and Guzi in tow. The three returned to Puchi village and came before Puchi shrine. 
Shilin took that please donate and help with renovation sign and placed it in a more conspicuous spot, secretly hoping that when that wealthy merchant came, he could see it immediately. Then he pushed open the doors to enter the shrine. However, the moment he opened the door, he sensed that something was different with the place. Walking into the shrine, sure enough, it was very different. The floors of the place had been swept. The altar table and chairs had been wiped. Dust had been cleared and even the trash in the corner had been cleaned up. It was like the Lady River Snail had paid a visit. Everything was too clean. Even Chirong was gone. With his disappearance, it was like the entire place was spacious and bright, and even the air had cleared somewhat. However, Guzi had carried in his arms the meat pies he especially brought from town, and when he peeked in and didn't see anyone, he was anxious. Big brother, he asked, where's dad? Shilin immediately turned around. He hadn't even left the doors before sensing a dangerous, chilling light attacking. Instantly, he pulled out Feng Xin to strike back. With a loud clang, that chilling shine was struck out, high into the air, flying miles away. He unsheathed as fast as lightning, and sheathed just as fast, returning Feng Xin to its place. He let out a puff of air, but immediately became puzzled. That's it, he thought. How come after that flash, there's no more follow-up moves? He turned to look at that chilling light. After he had struck, it landed on the ground far away, crookedly embedded into the earth. Looking at it from a far distance, that curved silver arch was appearing more and more familiar. Shilian brought the two children over, and when he saw clearly what it was, he immediately knelt down. He exclaimed, Isn't this a Ming? What's wrong? Asking what's wrong to a scimitar was an extremely odd sight. A few farmers who walked past watched Shilian strangely and elbowed each other secretly. Look at that man. He's talking to a knife. Yeah, I see it. That's freaky. Let's get out of here, they said to each other. However, Shilian had to ask because Erming's entire blade body, including the silver contoured eye on the hilt, was shaking violently. It was as if it had contracted a disease. It was shaking harder by the minute. Shirin reached out in spite of himself and asked worriedly, Did I hurt you just now?